to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Run Arcs Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. Coach Valerie, as we've been talking about lately, as I've been doing some research on, you know, what are the most common questions that people have? And I was really astounded to find out that the top four are like right up our alley. And it's about the those are the questions that we try to answer within our Runner X, right? That is what we do. But one of them that I thought was really interesting and, and really on topic for today is how do we improve running speed and endurance? And basically what they were saying was, you know, you do interval training and speed workouts, you do long runs to build endurance. And then of course you do hill training to improve strength and speed. And when I read that as a, as a runner, I know that that's like, okay, but how? So can you talk about those things? Can you talk about interval training and hill repeats and, and basically strength and long runs? How, how does that work in what you teach and in how to get our, our runners faster? Sure. So absolutely. I mean, you know, variety is the key for runners. And that's um, really been a common way for people to get faster is through interval training because you get to work the body at a little bit of a higher level and then you give it time to rest and that's a that's the way we all get stronger whether by the way you do strength training or intervals it's very similar right you wouldn't go into the weight room and do a set of 1500 <laughs> you know yeah, a mile yeah. is 1500 steps on average and you would never think i'm going to go in the weight room and do 1500 reps right uh, so we get stuck a little bit on thinking we're supposed to just keep running and running and eventually, hopefully these magic things will happen. Like we'll get faster and things like that. Um, the, and let me just backtrack for a second. Cause one of the best things about what we teach isn't just how to get faster and how to run longer, but it's understanding what even is faster running, right? Like, what does that even mean? If, if I'm going to run faster Am I just moving my arms and legs faster? And this is a big right, problem right. because <laughs> when people try to add speed work, there's a lot of injuries that come in with that. And Absolutely. Especially as we, we see this, especially, of course, with older runners. And so the, it's a misunderstanding because first, if I'm not really understanding what speed work is, then it really could be a chance to uh, hurt myself. Um, same thing with like running hills, things like that. So one of the things we do, of course, is the first thing we teach people is like the movement of running, the correct how to be in a great position for your run. And the second thing is, what is speed? How do you actually accelerate in running? And if you just ask somebody, most people will say, well, I'm going to pump my arms or I'm going to try to reach or push or, you know, right. move my it's, legs it's faster. Extending right? my stride. We hear that right. all the time. How do I extend right. my stride? <laughs> yeah. And, and then I tell people, well, actually what you want to do is make friends with gravity. You actually already probably have way more potential speed than you realize. You just haven't learned how to use it yet. So one of the things we do in the very beginning, when we first meet our runners is we teach them, one, of course, really efficient movement for running. And then we say, okay, let me explain to you 
how running speed works. And what's so cool, guys, and this is for anybody, is that you realizing, one, that the movement of your body, like uh, faster legs, faster arm movement is called a byproduct, is a natural response to you actually using gravity more. So we see people running faster, moving their arms and legs, so then we mimic that. Well, in actuality, what you'll start to learn is running is really the same movement, whether you're just tempo running or whether you're sprinting. So when you start to learn that first, then we challenge you into try a higher angle of fall is what we call it. And the fun part is if you start with that and that understanding, and then you start to build that relationship you're going to run faster. You'll be, you'll be more comfortable doing hill repeats, intervals that are necessary to run faster, but you'll be doing them correctly. And that's a great, I was just going to say, that's a great segue into what I was going to ask about hill repeats then. So hill repeats are kind of a way to increase your speed. Am I, am I right in that understanding? Sure. And and then what were you going to say? I'm sorry. You were going to give an example. Hill repeats are a great way of absolutely to get stronger and work on speed. But just imagine if you just went to the top of a hill and thought, I'm just going to run down it as fast as I can. Is that really going to make you faster? Or do you have a, or, or are you going to think, ah, I don't want to hurt myself trying to, you know, run really fast down this hill. It's really right, interesting. People <laughs> tend to push their foot out and put on the brakes. Yes. In fact, most people that do hill repeats, they run up the hill and then generally walk back down. (laughs) Right, right. You know, so hill repeats are fantastic. But why we love hill repeats and why we even like using hills is because it's a great way for you to continue that development of your friendship with gravity, of that relationship. Because uphill, it's very, um, for a lot of people, uphill's not scary. Right. Because if anything, what they're scared of is how hard it's going to be. They're not scared of running out of control. Whereas downhill, you could get out of control. So what yeah, we teach isn't that, you, isn't yeah. that a fantastic mental exercise? Because you really are. You're like the struggle of going up the hill is one kind of mental endurance to keep going. Right. And to not mm-hmm. try to stop and walk it. And then the other side, if you come back, not letting letting go enough to control control it and not feeling like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose, lose myself out of it. So that it really is an interesting mental quandary. (laughs) Right. And to be fair, a lot of times when we, you know, when I start working with people, they don't, people don't even realize how much they're holding themselves back. Right. You know, on, on anything on uphill and downhill. So uphill is great for people because like, like you said, there's a mental aspect to it. Like I'm going to, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to run all the way up this hill. And it's a real thrill, right? When you do that. Mm -hmm. And then they turn around on the downhill and either they slow down or they recover on the downhill. And I'm like, guys, that's the free side. Like that's free gravity. (laughs) And once we really teach people how to control their movement uphill and downhill, then they can use the hill repeats to gain speed, gain strength. See, that's the beauty of it. Once you actually learn how to hold yourself up and down the hill, then you'll actually, I tell people this all the time, you will look forward to hill repeats. And even when you go running, you're like, oh, yeah, a hill. Because I get to practice my fall a little bit more. 
It's true. Right. I mean, and, and we talk about this a lot because like, say you cycle, anybody out there that does triathlons or rides bikes, well, they all know when they see a downhill, they don't try to pedal fast. They coast, right? Yeah. They let go. Right. They're pedaling. They, they get to use that free ride down the hill. And I tell people, guess what? You can do the same thing with running. And once you yeah. learn how to do that, it changes everything about your run and the fear factor of it, right? Then when I see a downhill, I'm not thinking, oh, it's going to hurt my knees. I'm thinking, oh, neat, a downhill. I'm going to play yeah. with this drill. And um, we were talking, Just a, I'll, I'm just going to throw in a little example. We've had two uh, ladies recently that are in their late 50s, um, both go out just separately, but start doing trail running, which by yeah. itself can be a little daunting because it's, you know, there's uphill, downhill, you know, the terrain is tricky. And yeah. both of them are both running faster than they ever thought they would at this age, by the way. Oh, uh, wow. Injury free and, and looking forward to the thrill. And then to me, that's really exciting. Right. And one of them yeah. is a triathlete also. And the fun part is both came in with injuries, both came in being told, by the way, from, you know, other people or other, I guess they're therapists or whatnot. Well, you know, at your age, right? We, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the reality is, is that one, they weren't understanding how to move. So that tension of holding back was actually creating more tension in their running. And now that they know how to move uphill, downhill, off-road, on-road, they're both enjoying like a resurgence in their racing careers. So it's kind of fun to see that. Wow. So let's circle back about with that. I wanted to ask you um, that you just said that, that we have a lot of runners that will hold back. So my question is, how does that um, translate to working with you? Like you were able to I know that I help them a lot with the mental side of things. We'll get on calls and we'll talk about what are you afraid of? What it, you know, what's it going to mean if you have to DNF? What's it going to mean if this doesn't work out? Right. So that's one side of RunnerX. But how do you, as the coach, help them um, physically uh, kind of overcome some of the things they're doing and thinking as they're training? How how were you able to help them with that by working with you? Well, number one is, you know, most of our clients, we don't get to see in person, right? So they have to send in videos and we do Zooms. So one of the nicest things, one of the best things is, is once somebody can see their movement and know they can change it and how to change it, that's a huge, huge benefit for everybody. Because really, Say someone tells you, well, the reason that you're slow or the reason that you're injured or the reason you're not hitting your goals is because you have tight hips or you have right. whatever, you have flat feet or you have plantar fasciitis right. or whatever it is. So <laughs> Some limitation. Almost, whatever. Yeah. So then they're, they're already limited. So then they'll say to me, oh, Valerie, I can't, I can't run fast. I have tight hips or I have flat feet or, you know, whatever. And then I show them their movement. I'm like, well, actually, you you really, the, the issue you're having isn't anything to do with that. It's simply that you're just not pulling your foot. Let's work first on just pulling your foot. Let's work on your movement, on the correct movement pattern for your run. Once you get comfortable with that, let's introduce to you 
how you actually run faster. And for most people, they don't know how to run faster, like I said, other than trying to move their arms and legs faster. And what's amazing, and I didn't know anything about, by the way, guys, I didn't understand gravity and running either when I first started. I, I totally ran using my arms and legs like everybody else and got the same injuries as everybody else. So, you know, the reality is, is that we don't understand how our position, how our body weight, you know, how we, how we transfer our body weight or hold our body weight is actually what propels us forward. Once you start to learn how to move forward and running without using arms and legs, with simply just letting yourself go a little bit, it's so freeing. Regardless of having tight hips or flat feet or planners or whatever it is that you think is limiting you, when you can feel, even if it's just for five or 10 seconds in the beginning, wow, this is a really great feeling. It really makes you want to repeat it. And I love this. This has always been a big thing for me is to feel that feeling only require only you only need a small amount of space. It right. doesn't have to be where you go out for a run. And this is a big learning lesson for people because they don't in the beginning think, well, if I can't run at all, forget it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just let's just start with movement practice. And if you can feel it in five to 10 steps, if you can feel it for five to 10 steps, just imagine you'll be able to repeat that same feeling for five to 10 more steps. And then you see what I mean? Once they can feel the feeling, it's amazing what that does. One, it gives them hope again, you know, and you know, we had one lady just post, she's like, I've been with RunRx for five years and I came in with planners and it switched back and forth between feet. And she had every kind of therapy you can imagine, guys. She went to PT. She had the, whatever the injections, I mean, you name it. No one ever said to her, it's your movement. And right. then as soon as I showed her her movement, well, here she is five years later, still with us, by the way. And yep. she's now running she's training for a hundred mile run. She just did 55 miles. She's got marathons lined up. I mean, her it's, it wasn't anything to do with her calf. You know, everybody kept telling her, well, you got tight calf. That's why you got planners. She must've stretched her calf for five years straight before she met us. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. So to me, that's, that's the main thing is that once you learn, not just the movement of running, but how you can actually get faster without anything other than just learning how to move with gravity, it really is a freeing, it's really one freeing, but also it kind of rebuilds that excitement. Absolutely. So guys, that's going to kind of wrap this up for today. I want you to consider maybe opening up your mind to being coachable, uh, not only on your running movement, on having somebody watch you and actually critique you run. And maybe even talking to somebody about the thoughts you have about running. And that's where I come in. And that's all part of the RunRx membership. And that's all part of the community. And if you go to our website, RunRx.fit, you can join us. You can come in and hang out, get uh, 
gait analysis, get on some Zooms, know what you're doing, maybe look at some running plans and you can choose to stay or you can go. We're right now kind of doing a very free flow, come and go as you please. And it's because we've been doing this for a long time and we know that you might need us right now and you may not be able to afford to do it during a, a more critical time with your life or you might not have the time to do it. So you want to come in for a month or two and then you want to beg off for a month or two because you're going to travel or it's summertime and the kids are out of school. And then you want to come back in because you want to race in the fall. So we want you to be part of that community and we want to be able to meet you where you're at. So I hope you'll consider coming into RunnerX.fit and working with us. And if you're not ready yet, please subscribe to our podcast, go to our YouTube channel, maybe look at the restart of the reboot and join our community on social media because we would love to have you. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on the RunnerX podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.